We'll read from verse 14 to 20. I ask that you remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. And we're going to be reading from the New King James Version, which is a preferred version in church. Amen. If you're there, say hallelujah. Say hallelujah on behalf of multimedia so that they will get there on time. Amen. You see why it's good for you to come with the Bible at least. Don't depend on, do not put your trust in man. Not even in multimedia. Amen. Alright, Second Chronicles chapter 20. We're going to start from verse 14. I'm going to read from verse 14 to 19. Then we're going to read in chorus verse 20. And this is the word of the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. In other words, the Holy Spirit of God came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Baneah, the son of Jil, the son of Mataniah, the Levite of the son of Asaph, in the midst of the people in the assembly. So this personality was a priest, and the Holy Spirit came upon him. Verse 15, and he said, Listen, all you Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says who? Thus says who? To who? What did God say? Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but whose? But God's. Now he's saying continuously, verse 16. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the accents of these, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jurel. Verse 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. All you need to do is to position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow... Go out against them, for the Lord is what? Verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping him. Then the Levites of the children of Kohashite and the children of Korahite stood up to the praise of the Lord of Israel with voices very loud. Now let's read verse 20 together as a family. So they rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness of Tekau. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be... Believe in his prophet, and you shall... Let's do that B part again. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be what? Believe in his prophets and you shall. This morning I will be teaching on the subject entitled, Believe the Spoken Word, End of Discussion. Amen. Believe God's spoken word and that will end every discussion. You may want to pray for yourself because you have to be receptive to the engrafted word of God. Just lay your hands upon your chest and pray and say to God, let in my heart this morning every burden that is upon my heart that will stop me from hearing the word or stop the word of God from having root in my heart. I uproot by the word of the Lord and so we declare that the word shall make room for us in every day of our lives in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Just have your seat and tell two people, believe the spoken word. Second Chronicles chapter 20, if you start from verse 1, what happened was that King Jehoshaphat was in a fix. There were nations that rose up against Judah. Moab rose up against Judah. They collaborated with another nation called Ammon. And so they collaborated to fight against Judah. And Jehoshaphat saw the multitude. And with the eyes of man, it was truly impossible to win the war. And so the Bible said, and Jehoshaphat sought the face of the Lord, and he began to pray unto the Lord. And if you read from verse 1 all the way to verse 13, what Jehoshaphat was actually doing in his prayers was reminding God of how great God is. So he reminded God, we've heard of you, how you brought us out from Egypt. We've heard about your fame, how you parted the Red Sea. So he reminded God of the strength that he knew about God. So let's put it in perspective. How could he have known the ways of God? Is either he was told the ways of God or he either he wrote, he read it somewhere by the books or on the scrolls, the ways of God. Do you agree with me? And so he stood and he was in a fix. If he's going for a battle, the battle that is greater than him, is it possible he will have strategized as well? Is it possible? So he will have the chief of army staff. And so they will have a discussion and they will strategize. And I'm sure out of those strategy, they will have told him, these people are so many. They have numbered us. We cannot win this battle. And so he knew in the face and the eyes of man that he wouldn't win the battle. So what did he do? He went to God and he began to pray. Praying by what he knew about God. The ways of God was revealed to him before so he knows what God could do. But what God will do at that moment, he did not know. So he knew that God can part the Red Sea. Of course he knew. He knew that God can circle Jericho. Yes, he knew. How did he know? He had read it somewhere. The written word of God reveals God's ways to us. And so in verse 14, God now said to God, the spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet. And when the spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet, the prophet spoke the word of the Lord. Was the word that, was the word that the prophet spoke, was it accurate for the season? Yes, it was. So Jehoshaphat will have said, let me go back to what God used to do. After all, it is written in God's word that we should do what? We should circle around. It couldn't have depended on God's written word. This morning we're going to see the difference between the written word of God and the spoken word of God. And you're going to see where we miss it as Christians and we have discussion where we should be believing and holding firm to the power of the spoken word of the Lord. Amen. So in verse 15, God now said to them, the battle is not yours. What was the instructions? Just go, position yourself, and I'll do what? I'll fight the battle. Now let me put it to you this morning. If you have a battle to fight, will you go and stand? Minister Okewo, if you have a battle to fight now, will you just go and stand? 
No, you wouldn't. If you read this story and you say, God said to Jehoshaphat, go and stand, the battle is not yours. If you try it elsewhere, the devil will do what? Beat you black and blue. Because that word wasn't for you. It wasn't for your season. It wasn't for that moment. Every word of God has a season and it comes alive to get you out of every situation for that season. That is why we work with God every now and then to hear what he has to say concerning a season. Amen. So if you go out and say, God say we should stand and you are standing, what will happen? The devil will beat you black and blue just as we saw in the drama. The senior pastor came two weeks ago and said, there is, there should be an end to discussion because what Christians have done, we have taken what God wrote and we have leveraged it to meet our situation. But God is in the business of speaking every day. So when he speaks a word, he empowers you for that season to do what you cannot do. So you don't have to depend all the time on the spoken word, on the written word, and neglect the spoken word. We're going to look at it very quickly. The difference between the spoken and the written word of the Lord. Amen. And that will open our eyes of understanding and we'll be able to know why we have been struggling as Christians and why we have been engaging in unnecessary discussion about what God had said. Amen. <clears throat> Now, Galatians chapter 1 verse 15, Paul speaking, he said, For when God knew me, and he chose me by himself, and the word of the Lord came upon Paul, he said, And when we went, we did not confer with flesh and blood. So when God speaks, he doesn't expect you to act man about the opinion. And if you know very well, when God speaks, what he says doesn't really match the situation, does it really? So he needs you to depend on those words. If the senior pastor or the set man says, this season is a season of good news. Don't say, in this season where we have potholes, why can't God prophesy about potholes? Is that your business? It's the season of good news. He empowers you to receive those news. John chapter 12 verse 49 to 50. To 50 multimedia help us. Jesus was speaking to them and this was what Jesus said. He says, as long as I was on the earth, as I hear my father say, so I do what I speak. So Jesus said to himself, was saying that he did not speak according to what he knows. Everything that he said was according to God's spoken word. So as God was giving it to Jesus, he was saying it to us. Verse 49, for I have not spoken of my own authority, but the father has sent me and gave me his command. What I should say and what I should do what? Speak. Verse 50 then says, And I know this command is everlasting. Therefore, whatsoever I speak, I say it just as the Father told me. So Jesus was saying, Everything I say, who was saying it? Who was saying it? Now, when Jesus speaks, is it the spoken word or the written word? Now you're going to understand it better. So Jesus was saying, everything I say was the spoken word of God. Every time God speaks, people write it down. So, but the season where God is speaking, he empowers that word to act. We're going to look at it very quickly. And when he was leaving, he said to them, for I have so many things to say, but you cannot bear it now. Listen, he now said, but when I leave, I will send the spirit of truth. He will not speak of his own accord, but he will say what the father said to him. 
So in this dispensation, we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is saying, the Holy Spirit is not saying what he thinks. He's speaking only what he hears. Amen. Now let's look at the difference and you're going to have a better understanding now. Now I need you to write this down because we're going to reference it much later. I need you to write it down. The written word, Bible scholars will always call it the logos, if you're very familiar. They call the spoken word the rema, and the written word is called what? The logos. So let's try again. The written word is called the what? It's called the what? And the spoken word of God is called what? Now, write this down. The written word of God, the written word of God is the inspired word of God that is potentially yours and reveals the ways of God. It is the inspired word of God that is potentially yours and reveals the ways of God. If you have to write that way, put it in capital because we're going to come back to it. So it reveals the ways of God. So that is why you can read the Bible and say, oh, in the scriptures, God opened the Red Sea. How do you know? You read it in scriptures, right? So it is written, it is in scriptures. It, that is why you can read the Bible and say, oh, I am healed by his stripes. Where did he hear it from? It's written, right? What other thing is written in scriptures? Any other thing written in scripture? Give me a Bible passage. I can do all things through what? Christ that strengthened me. Is it written in scriptures or not? So that promise, is it potentially yours? It is potentially yours. So you, have, you get to know how God works and it reveals the ways of God. Number two, write this down. The spoken word of God or the rhema of God. We're going to look at it very deeply. It is also the inspired word of God that is specific and reveals and gives life to the written word. It is the inspired word of God that is specific and gives life to the written word of God. If you need to write the life, write it in capital letters. So we can sum this up. The, the written word of God is the same as the logos, right? And it reveals what? What does it reveal? The ways of God. Now, the spoken word reveals what? It brings life to God's word. Now, let's delve deeper. Come with me to John chapter 5 verse 38. I'll show you something quickly. John chapter 5 verse 38. Now, look at what Jesus was saying. Verse 38. Jesus was in the midst of the church, just as it is now. Remember, Jesus says, whatsoever he speaks, he hears from God. And so he said to them, while he was speaking... They weren't paying attention to what he was saying. So Jesus said, but you do not have my word abiding in you because whom he sent me, you have not what believed. Now look at verse 39. He then said to them, for you are busy searching the scriptures that has the word, the written word. I am speaking the spoken word, but you are reading the scriptures. And so you bring discussion out of what you are hearing or what you are reading. So Jesus was saying, you are searching the scriptures for in it you think you will have eternal life. The scriptures on his own can't give you life. It's the spoken word, what God makes a life out of it that will give you life to that situation. So Jesus was saying, this is who I am. I am speaking but you are not listening. 
but you are busy reading or reading what is already written in the scriptures. I am making alive what I have written. The next verse, he then says, for all these things you are reading, verse, I think verse 39 now, verse 40, but it says, but you are not willing to come. Yes, verse 40, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have what? You may have life. He went ahead and said, for all that you are reading, they testify of me. So when we are reading God's word, we are reading the scripture, all you are trying to know is a way of God and reveals who? That reveals Jesus Christ. Now let me then show you Matthew chapter 4. Remember when Jesus was being tempted. Now let's look at this. So Jesus was saying, when I speak, I speak the word that has life. When you read, you also read about me. Verse 4, Matthew 4. And so it happened that Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 what? 40 days and... Did somebody say 41 night here? Yeah? 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible then says, And he was led by the Spirit upon the mountains to be tempted of the devil. Now look at verse Verse 3. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the son of God, command the stones to be turned to what? To bread. Now I want you to read verse 4 together. What did Jesus say to him? But he answered and said, It is what? So how did Jesus know? He knows by the word of the Lord that is written. And so he has information that this is not how God works. If Satan says, turn the stones to bread, he read it in scripture. This is not how God really works. He says it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? But by every word that cometh out of what? Do you get that now? Now let's go on. Verse 5. After the first test, the enemy saw that he couldn't hold him. The Bible then says, and he took him upon the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And watch what he then said. Let's read verse 6 together. And he said to him, verse 6 now, who is speaking now? Who is speaking? The devil is speaking. What did he say? If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is what? Who is quoting scriptures here? So you see, this scripture you are busy reading. Even the devil does what? Did you see it in drama? But when the word of God is made alive, the devil can't stop that. So there is no discussion to God's spoken word. So the devil was telling Jesus, for it is what? Written. The written word of God is a common knowledge to everyone. Haven't you, haven't it surprised you when you see, if, you, if I have a living witness, just wave your hand. When you have take the Bible at night and you put it under your pillow, and then you sleep. And then the, these people that come around 12, 12, 12 minutes or 1201, depressed, you know them. They come at night and they sit on you and they begin to what? To press you. You know the, those small evil demon spirits. You have the Bible, the written word. Do you have the written word or not? And they still come and they sit on you. In fact, if it's bad enough, one will be holding your leg. Do I have a witness? One will be holding your neck, and the other one will be doing what? Press. Do you have the written word or not? So you see, you are so dependent.
dependent on the written word. We leave what the, the God is saying on the altar. So you have the Bible and the enemy still say, well, that is how he climbs, just as you saw in the drama. And he will quote the scripture to you. And the only way you can wriggle yourself out, you, you try to shout what? That Jesus you are shouting, is the written or the spoken at that time. When you speak God's word, the enemy have no business but to what? To doubt. So you see, there is a very thin line between what God said and what God is saying. As Christians, most times we so much depend on what God, is, God said and we leave what has come from the altar. If God says this is the season of good news, it doesn't matter what you have read before. When Jehoshaphat came unto them, he said, this is what the Lord is saying. Some other people could have risen up and said, we should just go and stand. Even Joshua did not stand. And you are telling us to what? To stand. Why could somebody bring such a discussion? Because he's depending so much on what? The written word, living the spoken word that God has said. God's word is alive. It is potent and is still doing miracles. If you are not experiencing it, it's most likely because we are not believing enough or we are so much dependent on the written, neglecting the spoken word. Give Jesus praise in the house this morning. And that's why the Bible says, Psalm chapter 119 verse 18. The Bible says, open my eyes that I may behold the words, the wondrous things in your law. It's not about reading the Bible. Satan knows scriptures. You saw it in the drama. He can quote it from Genesis to Revelation. But if you do not bring alive what God said concerning your season, the enemy will beat us what? Black and blue. Amen. Now, let's wrap this up. Let's, let's wrap this part up. First, we said the written word is the Logos and it reveals what? The ways of God, right? Now, we also said the Rema is the word, the spoken word, and it reveals what or it brings our word life in God's word. So, let's do this way. Logos or the written word is what? The way. Is that right? Then the Rema or the spoken word is what? Is life. If you don't know the difference, there's going to be trouble. But let's look at it very quickly. 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. So Jesus speaking says, For you search the scriptures, for you think it is in them that you have eternal life. Now 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 now reveals what the written word does. He says, for the scripture is given by what? The inspiration of God. And he says, it is profitable for what? Number one. Number one for what? What is doctrine? Doctrine is when we read the scriptures and you are coming here and you are saying, Jesus have not died. What do we do? We go to the scriptures and we say, no, it is not so. Jesus died and have risen. Is that not doctrine? So when somebody comes with another way, by the written word, we can know it's not correct. Number two, for what? For reproof. When a brother sees another brother and he hits him on the face, is that right or wrong? It's wrong. How do you know? Because in scriptures, the Bible says we should do what? Love one another. So we can show it that it is wrong. Is that not revealing the ways of God? It is. Number three, for what? 
for correction. For correction, when you do something wrong, we use the same scriptures to tell you that what you have done is what is wrong. It reveals God's way. Number four, for instruction unto what? Unto righteousness. The written word reveals his way. So that is how we have orderliness in the house of God. So that is where you can read the promises of God. This is what God can do. This is what God cannot do. Now let's look at the other part. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Now you will tell me what kind of word this is. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Now I want us to read together. What does it say? It says, let's read together. For the word of the Lord is what? Is what? And what? And what? Than what? Piercing what? Now let me ask you. Is this the written or the spoken word? So when the word of the Lord comes upon the prophet, that is why the scripture says, Believe in the Lord thy God, and you shall be what? Established. Believe in his prophet, and you shall be what? You shall prosper. So when God's word comes and says, I speak concerning the church, that this season is the season of good news. That word is powerful. That word is what? Is sharp. That word can do what? Anything. So the first is spoken, so it reveals God's word. The second is what? It's sharp and what? And powerful. Now, this is where the mistake comes. We stay on the word that can reprove us and we leave the one that is sharp and powerful. And so we discuss the one that can, is used for reproof. Did you see what Brother Labada did? Ah, that thing is very bad. You forget the one that was spoken for that season. And so you use and hold the spoken word, the written word, leaving the spoken word. And so we give room continuously for what? For discussion. If you are looking for a job, I told someone one time, if you are looking for a job and you've been jobless for two years, what is the best thing God can give you? A job, right? And then the prophet of the Lord in the place of prayer says to you, you are healed in Jesus' name. Does it match? Does it match? Now, do you know what we usually do? Which one is a spoken word? You, you shall be healed in Jesus' name, right? So this same person will not receive that word. Because in his heart, that can't be what my situation is. So he goes back and quotes the scripture. This man of God is really not a man of God. If he's a man of God, God will have revealed to him that I should be getting a word, a job. So what is he referring back to? Written word. And he has left the word, spoken word. If God is healing you now, he's only healing you for the job that you get tomorrow. So Jesus said, for the words that I speak, these words only testify of me. We need to understand the difference. When God speaks through his prophet, he's saying, believe in my prophet and you shall what? Prosper. I know you know the scriptures. There is one that is meant for reproof and there is one that has what? Power and life. This morning we declare that every word that is contrary to God's spoken word shall be silenced in the name of Jesus. Let's go on. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 14. We're going to show you something and we're going to wrap up in no time. Our text says, believe in the Lord thy God, you shall be what? You shall be established. Believe in his prophet, you shall... Now let me show you 
where our problem usually lies. One word is spoken, the other word is what is written. When we're reading it, we said the written word reveals what? The ways of God. And we said the spoken word reveals what? The life in God's word. The difference between the two is what is going to make you wise. If you don't know the difference, we're going to be entangling ourselves in unnecessary discussion of what God has said. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 14 to 16. I'm not going to rush this. Be careful to listen to this. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 14. And what is written in verse 14 is nothing more than what God inspired the set man to do two weeks ago. Now, listen to it carefully. He says, remind them. So God is speaking to Grace Assembly or speaking to the, the, the pastorate. Remind them of these things. Charging them before the Lord. In other words, he's saying, we are begging you in the name of God. Not to strive about words that does what? That does not profit. To ruin the words, the hearer. So we are basking on what God has said, leaving what, what God has written, leaving what, what God has spoken. So the church is saying, God is asking you, leave all those strife of words that doesn't do any good. Jump to verse 16, then you will see something else. Verse 16 says, this is what God is charging us. Let us shun every profane and idle word, blabbing. And really, as we saw in that drama, the blabbing that we do is scriptural, is it not? So when we want to discuss God's word, we use scripture to counter what God has said. So God is saying, this is the season of good news. And we are saying, ah, season of good news. When there is no work, it should be the season of getting work. As it is written in the Bible, he that cannot eat, he cannot, does not work, should not work. Is it not scriptural? We saw it. The devil can whisper. Even the devil spoke to Jesus. He said, for it is what? Written. Jesus was saying, it is what? Satan was also saying, it is also what? If you leave them, they will continue. Just as we have. The Bible is then saying, let us shun all those profane talks. When the word of the Lord comes through the prophet, it is empowering you to do what you cannot naturally do. Because it's the spoken word that has life and ability to make good. Praise the Lord. Now, after saying this, what then does he tell us to do? Verse 15. Watch this very carefully. He says, instead of engaging yourself in blabbing, verse 15 is what you should do. In verse 15, he says, be diligent to do what? Present yourself a what? A worker that is approved. A worker who does not need to what? To be ashamed. Rightly dividing. Say it with me. Rightly dividing what? Rightly dividing the word of what? I'm going to show you what the word of truth is. Then you will know what has been holding us bound. I said before, the difference between the spoken and the written word, the enemy uses a thin line to deceive us. But when we understand the word of truth, then you will be able to see and behold the great thing in God's work. And you will be able to believe the spoken word. Now, in John chapter 8 verse 31, this is what Jesus said, verse 31. And Jesus said to the Jews that believed in what he was saying. He said, if you believe in my word, you shall be my disciples. Verse 32. 
He says, and you shall know the truth. This rightly dividing the word of truth. He says, you shall know that truth. And the truth shall do what? Set you free. John 17 verse 17. Jesus describing that same truth. He said in John 17 verse 17. He said, sanctify them by your word. Your word is what? Now, who is the truth? What is the truth? The word. John 1 verse 1. Jesus says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was what? Was God. So, Jesus invariably is saying, the word of God is me, and me, I am what? I'm the truth. So, Jesus is telling us in other words that he's a what? He's a truth. Remember, we said the written word reveals the ways of God. Is that correct? And the spoken word reveals what? The life in God's word. And Jesus is now saying, I am the truth that will bring the divide into your understanding. What is he saying? John chapter 14 verse 6. Then you will understand. Jesus speaking says, For I am the way. The written word is the what? He says, I am the life. The spoken word is the word. If you don't know the difference, you'll be engaging in unnecessary discussion. So at the end, he says, I am also the word, the truth. If you know me, I will tell you when to rely on the spoken word and when to leave the written word. Because I am the way, the written, I am the life, the spoken, and I am the truth, the divide that tells you all. So when we have Jesus and depend so much on him, then we will know the difference between what God is saying in a season and leave what God has said in the previous season. Celebrate the word of the Lord. The Lord be praised. So as we wrap up this, we need to understand that you need to continually believe in what God has said. He said, believe in the prophet, you shall be established. When the word of the Lord comes, it has come to stay. There are sometimes you are sitting and the word of the Lord comes upon you. You become restless. Have you witnessed it? You become restless because that is what he's saying concerning the situation. We wrap this up. Isaiah 55 verse 1. This is what you need to know about God's spoken word. God is reminding us in Isaiah that his word is still powerful. Isaiah 55 verse 11. God is reminding us that his word is still what? Is still powerful. Said, for so shall my word be that does what? That goeth forth. This word, is it the spoken or the written? The spoken. It says, for it will not return what? Return void. So if God says it, all we need to do is to what? Believe it and that will do what? Settle it. Amen. Jeremiah, he says, have you forgotten? Is my word not like a hammer? That breaketh everything. So let's not leave God's word. His word is still potent. I wrap up with this as we close. Romans chapter 10 verse 10. The Bible says, For with the heart a man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth what? Confession is made. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing God's word. If you are around on Wednesday, you were going to agree with me. I heard a word in my spirit as Pastor Steve was rendering what Pastor Kola gave him. And I couldn't rest. In the following day in the office, I was sharing with some people. And I got to understand by that meeting. Remember that the story of Peter, when he had told all night, 
So we are seated down here. We have done all that we can. We have toiled all night concerning our marriages, concerning our businesses. Sometimes it's not working. And so when Peter was tired, he went to meet Jesus. And Jesus said, cast down thy words, thy net. Did Peter cast down the net? He didn't initially. He engaged God just the way we do. God, I have taught this thing that you are seeing I should cast. I have cast it before. The past tense of cast is what? Casted, right? I have casted it before. What's the past participle of cast? Casted. I have casted it before. Do you understand? Do we engage God in such discussions sometimes? When God is saying through his prophet, do this. We tell, we have this net. We've done the past, the present, and the past participles. It still did not work. It did not work. And I got to understand by that message that sometimes faith doesn't start by believing God's word. So you see, we struggle to have faith. The faith to bring God's word to pass really doesn't start by believing. Sometimes you may doubt. That's why the Bible says, help my unbelief. Peter engaged God. He says, this thing you are telling us to do, we've done it before. But what did he say? At thy word. And I got to find out from that message that sometimes your faith starts the moment you obey the first instruction. So if God says, go and stand, the battle is mine. Do you know what it means to go and stand and there are troops coming before you? Do you know what it means? It's not an easy thing to do. So, but Peter said, at thy word will do what? We will cast down the net. I ask you, is that the spoken word or the written word? So Peter would have said, ah, God, this is not what the Bible said. The Bible that we know. The Bible, the Bible is saying, I raise up the stones or raise up the, um, the staff and strike them. Lord, send angels, let them strike. But when God's word comes, it may not be easy to believe. But that is the first step to do. Just obey God's instruction. Believe in the prophet. You shall be what? You shall prosper. Praise the name of the Lord. And the second thing you need to do, we need to speak every word that God has said. If God said it, I believe it. And that's what? That settles it. Now we wrap up Hebrews chapter 13 from verse 5 to 6 as we close. Hebrews chapter 13 from verse 5 to 6. Believe in the prophet. Believe in the Lord thy God. You shall be what? Established. Believe in his prophet. You shall prosper. Now this is what God is saying in Hebrews chapter 5. He says let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such that you have. For he himself has done what? Now I ask you a simple question. In this season in Grace Assembly, what is God saying? It is the season of what? So, he himself have said, it is the season of what? Good news. He himself have said, he will never leave you or forsake you. Whatsoever word God is speaking in that season. What Hebrews is telling you is, when you hear God's word, you need to back it up with the spoken word. All you need to do Take the written and back up what the word is saying at that time. Remember, the spoken word is the one that has life. Now, read the next verse. And he will now tell you what you will do 
when you hear God's spoken word. So he himself have said, this is a season of good news so that you may do what? Boldly do what? Say. The Lord is my what? Helper. I shall not what? Fear what God will do to me. So he's linking what God wrote to what God what? He's saying. You don't take what God has said and take it exclusively. We must link it up with what God was is speaking at that time. Now let's put this in practice. Join the two verses together and let's see how it runs. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Now let's read it together. I'm going to bring up the few words that God has spoken to Grace Assembly this year. All you need to do is to prophesy in connection to what God has said. So whatsoever God has said in this year, all you need to say is what? The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what God, what man can do to me. Now, sometimes in this year, God came around and said, this is a season of the turning point. So God said, it's your season of turning point so that we may do what? Boldly what? Say that what? The Lord is my helper. I shall not fear what God, what man have to do to me. Again, God came and said, this is a season where you are destined to win. So that you can do what? Boldly say that the what? The Lord is my helper. I shall not fear what man can do to me. And so in this present time, what is God saying? His spoken word has come. And Second Chronicle is only reminders: us. Believe in the Lord thy God and you shall be what? You shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall what? You shall prosper. So I charge you one more time. If God is saying this is a season of good news so that we can do what? Boldly say that the Lord I shall not what? Fear what God has done. Celebrate the Lord. The Lord God be praised in Jesus name. So this is a chart. We need to believe the spoken word of God. There is only a thin line between what God wrote and what God is saying by the Spirit. If you miss it by, via what the enemy is planting in you, the best you can do is to get unnecessary discussion. So the discussion will continue. The Satan will tell you what God has written that is a bit contrary to what he's empowering you to do. And so Jesus is saying, for I am the way that reveals the truth in God's word. I am the life that empowers the written word and I'm also the truth that gives you understanding to discern what the difference is. So I charge you this morning, let's not engage ourselves in every, any spiritual gymnast, gymnastic or gymnast, gymnastic. I'm so used to the way we call it in Calabar land. We always call it gymnasium. Amen. So I was almost tempted to call spiritual gymnasium. Amen. So let's leave all spiritual gymnastics of God's word and totally depend and believe in the spoken word. Then our prosperity and we shall be established. The name of the Lord be praised in Jesus' name. Celebrate the Lord. Celebrate God's word. Believe in his word and you shall be established. And of discussion. As you rise to your feet, we'll just do a prayer in the form of a song. 
because our hearts have been lifted and we are not listening to what the Spirit is saying. Multimedia will help us with the slide. As we read the words, we just go into prayers. And the prayer is going to be in a song. The song is the song that is really the Holy Spirit is releasing on the church. Breathe. We're just going to repeat it because when God breathed himself on you, then you will understand the difference. Bring up the slide for the day. Believe in the spoken word and that ends the discussion. God spoke to Jehoshaphat. He said, this is the word of the Lord for the season. And the word of the Lord for that season was... Go and wait, for the battle is not yours. It was a spoken word of God that needed to be believed. When God spoke to Peter on the waters, he said, Come, walk on those waters. Those were the rema and the spoken word of God. If any other person have attempted to walk on that water, most likely they will have sunk. Because the word was of the season for Peter. I don't know what God is speaking to you and the enemy is planting the same word of God to counter what he has said. But we're going to pray and in songs and we're going to ask God to breathe himself again on us. He says, for in the later days I will release the Holy Spirit and it is the Holy Spirit of truth. He says he will, he will teach you unto all things and he will guide you concerning my way. You're going to ask God to breathe again the fresh anointing and the fresh spirit on you. That we may be able to descend beyond measures what the Lord is saying at this point. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Just breathe your name upon me. Why don't you lift your hands and begin to sing now?
And so Lord in heaven, we thank you for your word that has come. We ask, so Lord, that the Holy Spirit of God will silence every voice that have reason or raised discussion that is contrary to what God is saying in this season. And so we pray for the saints of God that everyone that is expecting any good news of any form, that a word that brings life to situation will rot good for them in the name of Jesus. That in any way the enemy have distorted what we have heard before now. By the word that was written concerning us, we ask, O Lord, that the truth of God shall bring a divide in the name of Jesus. And so we stand in agreement and in one accord that we are believing what God is saying in the season and we shall receive establishment in the name of Jesus. And we are believing what the prophet is saying at the moment and we shall prosper in the name of Jesus. We declare that the world will prosper us, that the world will prosper us, that the world will prosper us, and to everyone that believes, we say a very loud amen. amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Celebrate God for his word. The Lord be praised in Jesus' name.